said we promise you guys we're gonna be coming to you each and every week with some fresh content and new stuff and we're back so um we're gonna go ahead and just jump into it uh we got a lot of stuff to discuss today and we're gonna do something a little different we're gonna start off with Rashad today I'm on Rashad <laughs> so some of our listeners how we doing today now hold on I gotta get my bare white voice on. okay you and I'm falling you can't respond but now on a serious note you know we do the relationship segment so we're gonna get Derek to cure it off for me well, let's have a relationship talk with Rashad. <laughs> y'all are stupid. Okay. If y'all don't like that, let us know. <laughs> well, they ain't got no choice. They ain't paying us. All right. But no, nah, but let's talk about trust today in a relationship. I think most couples fail because they don't discuss trust. They wait till trust is broken before, you know, before they talk about it. You know, I think it's too late by then. And then I think uh, more and more couples would be successful if you, in the beginning, Talk to your partner about, you know, what you know, what are your expectations on trust? You know, why should I why should I wait for you to break my trust before I know if I can trust you? I mean, I'm there. You know what I'm I, 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 so like putting your cards on the table yeah, like in putting, the beginning. Yeah, like in the beginning. But then they, I guess that goes back to people not knowing who they are before they get into this relationship. But not only do they not know who they are, their partner didn't know who they like nobody goes into these relationships. Which is sad knowing who they are or right. where, what your deal breakers are. But it, it's got to be a happy medium because if you come in straight off telling me all this little stuff, you know, I, I'm going to thank you crazy. But hold on. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. So why is me being honest? Why would you think I'm crazy? It's because I'm being honest and I'm putting it on the table. Okay, so let's, I guess we need to back up. Wait, 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 wait. How, how like, and we're not talking about first, second date. No, no, no. You no, you have to, no, no, no. You have to start there, though. You let me And let me tell you why. Because this is the problem that I say most people have when it comes to relationships. When we are in the process of dating or when we get ready to, you know, go out with somebody, what do we do? Make sure that breath fresh. Make sure yeah. your coat. You got that line going yeah. on. You got your best dust on. You putting your best foot forward. Yeah. Well, that's not who you are. You're right. So we automatically go into relationships under the guise of a lie. You're right. So like like you know that that new show that uh that um what's that chick name from uh Destiny's Child? Oh, Michelle. Yeah, Michelle Williams has this show where she's going to get married to this guy that she's known the guy for a while. They never slept together and they never lived together. Wrong fucking answer. Because you don't know what they like when you... when you No, seriously. Like, right. he might leave his drawers in there in the, in the bathroom like I do sometimes. You know, you just never know what you're getting into. Right. So, not living with somebody is a no-no for one. Like, I even tell best friends in high school, don't go out to college room with your best friend. Because you only saw them doing school. Yeah, you don't know what their life is like when they're at home. Right, because those relationships usually end up being destroyed, yeah. you know, over some petty stuff that had you really known the person. Mm-hmm. And you've known this person for 10, 12 years because y'all went to elementary school, middle school, and high school together. Yeah. Same thing when it comes to relationships. People put their best foot forward and they don't want to be honest because, you know, even when we did the conversation about the body counts, 
if we are honest about our whole bag pants, right. then, well, you know, she been with two in the folks, and he just left with two in the folks, so I don't want that. Right. Now, I'm not saying, you know, those conversations are necessary. What I'm saying is, you, I think you got to ease, you know, into it. See, why would I waste my time? No, 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 no. Because, like all right, so, if I go on date one, this and we just This is why you're single. Now, if I go on date one, and, you know, date one go all right, there are no real big red flags, okay, we can go on date two. And we're going to open up some more things. You might, date two, you might be crazy. I figured that out. But does date one look the same way as date two? Right. Date, one, date one and date two don't look the same. Okay. For you, yeah, okay. It shouldn't look the same. Yeah, they don't. Because you should be a little right. bit more comfortable with that person. Yeah, that's what I'm good. It's just a build up, and I'm trying to figure out who you are. Because if I tell you all this stuff that I want, I like, I'm not, don't want in the beginning. Then I feel like you're going to conform what you do and who you are to around that. I feel that. I agree with you on that. Oh, let me let me say this. I agree with you on that. Let me. Say, I actually agree with you too. <laughs> but you. But there has to be like a, a balance because what happens is that's the big problem. Mm-hmm. You know, people meet people. They tell you everything they want in the person. I want somebody who does this, do that, and you can pretend. My brother-in-law. Ooh, my brother-in-law should always say. People can only pretend to be who they aren't for so long. So long. Mm-hmm. And they become that person. So I'm not saying that you tell them everything that you want, but you need to be honest about who you are. Because, again, telling somebody what right. you want, they're going to conform to those standards and right. be what you want. But I'm not, we're talking about on the, on the, on the, on the being honest yeah. about who you are. You made a good point. But you also, you also don't want to tell too much of that stuff. Like, on the first date, oh, right. you know, you know, like, you know, there are certain things that you do probably need to talk about, but I think the problem with trust is we pretend to be somebody that we aren't until we can't pretend anymore. And then when people see who you are, they're like, well, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I just signed up for this. You know, yeah. so, so, you know, but that's, that's the beginning part of it. But then like, what is like, what does trust look like? Like, what is trust? You know, right. from a ther- from a therapist standpoint, what does trust look I like? I think to me, trust is almost like a, it's almost like a rail. You know, it's almost like bowling. You know, you, you roll that bowling ball trying to hit those pins, and you got that trust, so you're not gonna hit the gutter. And, and trust is almost like knowing that you can count on that individual to not keep tell your secrets and not right. hurt you. You know, so from there, it's just like that sense of security. I like to I like to put trust and security together. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good pairing for trust and security. Right. But you. But you know. So. But the problem. So most people only think about trust as it pertains to fidelity or right. or, or you cheating right. on me. You know. And then that's when we get into all the other issues that right. people have when it comes to relationships. But for me, you know, trust like it's security. You know, it's that. It's that thing that I know that if I am in danger, then you're gonna be there to protect me. Right. It's the thing, if I know that I need something, I know that if you don't have it, you're either going to suffer with me or you're going to help me help me get it. But a lot of times we just confine trust to, well, I think so-and-so and so cheating on me. Well, I don't know about that because I don't know where they at or who they at on your phone. Can I get your code? Right. And all that other crazy stuff. I mean, for me, I guess I don't know. I just look at stuff so different. My trust is like, you know, can I trust you to be at such and such place on time or trust you to do what you said? So, I, I, let me push back on you. So if this person is not going to be there on time, do you feel like 
what do you feel? You feel like they're doing something wrong, or come on if they had a flat tire? See that? I know you're not talking about time, first of all. Now circumstances, <laughs> circumstances, you know, circumstances beyond your control right. are different than you know you just late because you late. Right. And you know that's. And, and that's a respect. That's not just trust. That's respect yeah. for me. You know we're supposed to be somewhere at such and such a time. And don't look at me like that, Tony, because when I need to be on time, I'm on time. But when I know they're going to be late, I'm going to be a little behind. <laughs> Nine years of friendship. You had not had that first situation yet. But okay. Keep going. So I'm about to learn. Don't do that. Right. Don't do that. You were late for this. You was on the phone. So I wanted to do something else. Whatever. Alright, proceed with Tisha. <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> but you're talking about you talking about how for you trust is like saying doing what you say you're gonna do. And that's and that's and that that should be expected. And I guess it's a build of, you know, the old people said you lie, you'll steal, you steal, you'll kill. Yeah, that's kinda like, you know, the same thing for me. What you start doing, you start doing some small stuff, you know, that's gonna build up to something. I ain't gotta right. yeah, no. So yeah. do you feel like with that though, do you feel like we make trust harder for people? To gain, they like, do make it. Yeah. Do you think we intentionally, unintentionally make it harder for people to gain our trust? Yes, because when in those small instances, when you know that could lead up to that big thing, we don't address them. Then we just you know let them slip by, slip by. Okay, they just gonna let that one go. And then when five or six instances build up that you let them get away with, and then right. that's just one big. Oh, that's just too much to deal with, you know. And you got to snap. Well, if you were to deal with that, that those, those first two, they would have known. I, you know, you train the folks how to treat you. But look, right. but but look at this though. So so I'm actually gonna do what you did last week. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pull up a video, and this and this is a video from my nephew. Like I love the fact that my my nephews like play off their uncle sometimes. It's, oh, and my little my little straight nephew, they look. You reminded me of my of my nephews for real. Like Nick and Zach, you remind me of all of them. Yeah, talking about me. No, I'm not gonna <laughs> but but what I what, what I like about them, they see things that I do and they emulate it and it kinda right. makes you feel kinda some kind of way about that, which I kinda love. But Nick put this video up on yesterday and this is what he prefaced it by saying. He says, For all the ladies on Facebook, please pay attention and listen to what I'm saying. Sorry in advance to my grandma and auntie. But some of y'all females need to hear this. Well, listen, listen to this. Hold on. Put the seat before you start it. What's up, Facebook? Man, look, I got, I got a pressure issue. Um, real quick, see y'all, man. That's bothering me deep to my core, man, to my soul. I was scrolling down my Facebook, and uh, I was seeing on my news feed of a lot of females. Excuse my language. If my grandma or auntie, you know, while I'm watching. But, uh, that say dudes ain't shit. First off, baby, let, let, let me bring something to your attention. What you need to say on your post or share for the rest of your Facebook to see before you start to attack the rest of the guys in the world is that the dudes you mess with ain't shit, Miss Lady. The dudes you mess around with ain't shit. The dudes you look for ain't shit. The ones that try to talk to you that you leave on read or the ones that you ignore or the ones you let your friends talk you out of talking to because he ain't up to part of what they like or, or, or up to that standard of his pants hanging uh, all the way down below his ass, don't know what a belt called, dude is talking about, well, I'm carrying 22s all day, but he ain't pulling nothing. 
dudes is doing all that, man, that's the type of dudes you're attracted to. So if you say no dudes ain't shit, then you are absolutely correct. Boom! Drop the mic. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. You know, it all talks back in the trust then too. You know, and it all talks in that security, that that lack of security. So now you you falling in love with something because you're insecure about what you got going on. Derek, I think you really should listen to this listen today, man. I think you can find you some special someone. Derek look for problematic people. Yeah, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's, you, you really I don't do. need for anybody. See, but that's now. Can't find yeah. that. You ain't looking for it. <laughs> but but I mean, but like, but but you know, but. People, the reason why I paid that was because Nick brought up a thing that I thought was very important, and it goes into your trust level and how you trust other people. Right. But if you continually seeking the same person, it's like I know some young ladies who, I know them personally, who got one baby daddy, ain't working, ain't got no job, uh, look like he might be selling drugs, although you know he's not because brother always broke. Yeah. But then you go date somebody else because like Nick said, he wants shit. You date somebody who almost would be this nigga twin brother. Like I see it all the time. Like the guy that you're dating looks just like the guy who you knew one by another. Right. You, you should at least think that these guys I got something in common because they look like if nothing else. Yeah, right. that's what make they water run. Well, that's why they water get cut off because they can't pay right. no water. <laughs> <laughs> you got sometimes we get stuck in that type of person that we want. That you know I won't. Mm, that stereotypical, yeah. you know, there's that some one female she gonna want that preppy, you know, got a job at the bank, you know, and drive this a nice little Lexus, but then you got the her sister gonna want the Caprice Classic. With the but <laughs> but going back to the subject of trust, like you and I'm and I and I don't sometimes we generalize people. But you, I mean, if it ball like a duck and quack, I mean, it's a duck. Right. You know, so you keep going after this same guy. Well, I can't trust guys because they do this. And that's what Nick was talking about, how people, are, girls in particular, are like, well, I can't trust them. Because it, no, th- you have a type, ma'am. Mm-hmm. You have a type. And your type is, and, and, and you have, your type is the one that can't be trusted. Right. And a lot of times, which is why I try to spend so much time with my granddaughters, is because a lot of times it reminds them of their daddy. A lot of times we get into bad relationships because we are missing something that we should have gotten as a child. Right. You know, I see it with young ladies who always after the bad guy because that's what your daddy was. Right. You know, and, you know, you want to go back and, like, cuss the mom out because, like, had you made better choices? You know, this baby would be making these bad choices, right. but but you know, but it goes back to what you're used to, which is why I always I love Alanis Morissette, and one of uh, her other songs that I like is this song called Princess Familiar, and she talks about uh, daddy's love your little girl, so she'll find loving princess familiar, because mm-hmm. we tend to go to the stuff that's familiar to us, whether it's right. good for us or not, and with with girls and boys too. You know, they need to be experiencing, uh, be able to experience what good love feels like. Mm-hmm. So they'll know. It's almost like a litmus test of, you know, if someone doesn't treat me like this, then I know I don't need to be with that person. Right. You know, I, I, tell, I tell my granddaughter, India, all the time, India, you just started a date. If you find a little boy that you like and he don't treat you the way the papa treats you, no. no. Right. He needs to treat you like a lady. He needs to treat you like a princess. And if he doesn't do that, then that's not the guy for you. Right. Hey, I got a question. Yeah. And y'all just tell me what y'all think. I don't know if it's totally on the subject. What do you think about mothers buying their sons like Valentine's gifts? 
you know, because dads do that a lot for their daughters, you know, they take them on the little dates and things. So, and because I've always figured that, you know, I've always thought that Valentine's Day was supposed to be, you know, both ways, but maybe I'm wrong. Church folk. Uh, church folk ruin everything. What uh, do you mean? But I mean, but the taking away, <laughs> taking away Halloween, you know. The I ain't taking away nothing. But, uh, no, 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 no. But what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, like, when you think about um, Valentine's Day, I, I, one of my girlfriends, I forgot which one it was, she has a big problem with. Um, Bobby, my husband had a problem with people calling their children their best friends. Like that's your parent, that's not your best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I understand a little bit of the, the the thought process that goes into that. But then there are certain things that are weird, like going out on a date with your daughter. I mean, I think you should take your daughter out so she knows how to be treated. But I don't know if I really would call it. I don't know. I would call it a date because I know that there's nothing to that. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of times, I, daddy daughter dance, right? But I, but I think like even the Valentine's thing. I think it's okay if you see that as you showing your child how to be loved. Yeah. But I think what you're talking about is on the other part of this when like like you know women who don't have a man in their life. No, 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 no. That's no. I'm just, no, that ain't what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about No, general, I don't see that. I don't see we, You know, I always say we want to teach our daughters how to um, be loved by a man, but we don't say the same thing. Oh, I, I, think it goes, I think it goes both ways. I think, I think it would also help out a little bit as well. Like right. If a mother, let's say she got her daughter, uh, his her son, a Valentine's Day present, Valentine's Day present. It allows them to know it's okay to be emotional. It's okay to be open yeah, to what yeah, love is. Yeah. I think a lot of my boys growing up, we we don't we don't. We just know how to And the point they only they're only able to do what they see and they learn. Yeah. Right. They, I can't do no better than what I can if I got some outside influences. Right. But for the most part, I can only do what I see. Yeah, but that goes into that goes into so many other things. And I guess that'll kinda be a segue into our conversation when we come back, because I wanna talk about Trust and relationships, and as it pertains to sex, uh, in relationships. So we're going to go into a little small break, mm-hmm. people, and we shall be back in a minute. This episode of Same Crap Different Day is sponsored by AIDS Alabama. AIDS Alabama is now doing free in-home HIV testing. That's right. That's your Right. If you can't come to us, we'll come to you. Uh, a lot of people don't like coming into places to get tested. We will come to your house and test you there and give you your results. In your car. Or the park. Wherever you want to meet us, we'll meet you there. At the beauty shop. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to get tested, you can give us a call at 205-918-8184. That's 205-918-8184. That's awesome. Don't call myself. All right, so we are back. Thank you again for listening to Same Crap Different Day. Uh, we are really enjoying this new setup. We can record for where we want to record. We ain't got that pissing ass <laughs> dog this week. If you locally, we like to, for us to record at your house. Tell us where you'll be cooking and send us a picture so we'll know it's clean and we make it come back. Yeah, yeah. we can eat that. Well, we have to. Then I just say, send me some pictures. I need to see. It's like it's like they they gonna put their best foot forward. Like, no, but they got because. On the normal, they got look on normal that they got riches. Well, you can order out. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so continuing back um, to our conversation on trust and relationships, uh, you know, we we're talking about how 
um, you know, how we need to show our kids I know what real love, what real caring looks like. And and it's a it's a big problem. So I'm in a situation right now where I'm of a certain age and my mm-hmm. children and grandchildren are of a, of a certain age. And it's just hard talking to your kids about sex. You know, and, and you know, I, I've tried it with my granddaughter. It didn't go that well. It wasn't horrible, but, you know, it was like, well, Papa, I really want to talk to you about this. I don't even want to talk to you about kissing. But I know she's at that age. And I know that, you know, if you're not kept with these little boys, you know, going to be little boys. So let me ask you. I hate that phrase. What? Well, I'm. I don't mean in the. No, I'm not. No, no. no let me just say this. I'm not doing it as as far as saying that it's okay the behavior that it's gonna do. I'm just gonna say we know these little motherfuckers ain't about shit. Let me say that. You said um, fair. Right, right. <clears throat> well, but so so I guess my question is like when it comes to trust in the parental relationship and as that like segues over into relationships, relationships. Like, what do you think about when when parents tell their kids, okay, you can trust me uh, and tell me about this, or you can trust me and you can tell me when you're going to do that. Like, one of my, one of my uh, y'all know a little comic book shows, and Black Lightning is one of my favorite shows right now. And, and Black Lightning, I think I talked about this before too. Uh, Black Lightning and his, and his wife has two daughters, one of the daughters is a lesbian, and the family's just cool as hell with the lesbian daughter. And the other little girl, she's in high school, and she's, you know, she, she's straight. They had always told the daughter that, you know, when you get ready to have sex, you know, you need to let us know so we make sure you're ready and blah, blah, blah. She decides she's going to have sex with her little boyfriend, Khalil. A little helper came home and was like, oh, by the way, don't look for me Saturday between 10, between 2 and 4, because me and Khalil are going to uh, be having sex. And the parents were like, wait, what? Well, y'all told me to let y'all know, and you know, and they were like, "Call, you know, cause what, she did what you told them to do," you know. And the daddy, the parents were gonna be okay with it. Some other stuff happened, so they didn't. But the daddy had a little conversation with the little boy, and it, it kind of, you know, put that little fear of dad in him. But at the end of the day, if they had done it, um, you know, I think the parents would have been okay with it. Right, and. The reason I think it was so easy for a family like that to just take that and keep on moving was because they've had to have had other conversations, conversations prior yeah. to that. Yeah. So we taught, had the sex talk and what you do and what you don't do and all that kind of stuff. So when you get ready to do it, let me know. I will say too, though, even when we look at that family, you see a mother and dad in the household. You see a two-parent household. Well, they're on the verge of getting on the verge to get back together. Oh, now, yeah. <laughs> but they are—they were always so good co-parents. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, with that, if you're in a single parent home, you know your mother, or your father may be like, "Well, don't do this," because you know they may do it out of trying to protect your child, but in the sense of dealing with hurt that they deal with. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So because they of that, you kind of you try to protect your child, but by saying "Don't do this," but you're not explaining anything, and then now your child go out there and have sex with whoever, and now. Either baby hill or somebody got somebody pregnant or some STD or so whatever. So, the case may be. so so let me let me let me say this though. So like you know, and, and let's you know because a lot of people who listen to our podcast are not straight. So right. I was gonna say a two parent household, regardless if they're male and female or female and female, right. because like even with with us, <clears throat> I think the family dynamic needs a good cop and a bad cop. 
you know, whether it's the dad's a good cop and the mom's a bad cop or vice versa, or the dad's a good cop and the other dad's a bad cop. Yeah. That, because they need that, they need that balance. And I think it, it depends on the situation, who's a good cop and bad cop. It depends. It, always, so nobody's always the good cop. And no one's always the bad cop. Right. And, and especially once they hit puberty, because <laughs> me and Bobby's role have totally changed with Maurice like ass in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, oh we need to Maurice is growing up. We need to talk about that because that hurt my heart. Anyway, so so yeah, so I think that I think two parent or right now, right? Two two nurturers. I'm gonna call it two nurturers, uh, or two nurturers slash educators. Right. Because you know there are some things that your one of your parents are gonna look at differently than the other parent. I mean, even with me and Bobby, there's some things that he is like okay, and I'm like I don't know about that, and and vice versa. But I think it's important having that dynamic, whether it's the parents, whether it's a parent or the grandparent. I mean, because as, like right now, I'm almost like a surrogate dad for my granddaughter. Yeah. So, you know, I want her to be able to come to somebody. You know, her, her mother and I agree that you may not want to come to me about this, but I need to be able to talk to somebody about it. And know? I think more parents need to be willing to accept the fact, no matter how comfortable and open your relationship is with your children, there is something that they're not going to feel comfortable talking mm-hmm. to you about or right. they're not going to want to talk to you about. And so don't get upset when they, you find out they didn't talk to their uh, It hurts older, a little bit. Yeah, but they, they didn't talk to their older cousin or talk to their auntie yeah. with no kids. Or, you know, It was just somebody they were more comfortable talking about too in that situation. Not saying they don't trust you, but hey, you been, maybe you've been married for 40 years. And Auntie um, <laughs> Auntie Quita, she gonna be able to talk Auntie to Auntie Quita is a hoochie, <laughs> but she keep it together. <laughs> All right, she keep it together. She ain't got no children because she she's been like mourning lesbian. around for thirty years, but ain't got no children. Right. So you know, some got to give. Yeah, I will say, I guess to answer your question, how to build it, it's almost like putting that candy out there, let that child come when that child is ready. Yeah. And I think we kind of force, we tend to force. Oh, it's time to have that birds and the bees. So. But with that, you know, if that child is embarrassed about it, that child is not going to want to talk about Sometimes it. Sometimes you got to have some uncomfortable conversations. Yeah, but here's, here's, here's why I disagree a little bit, though, because then I'm, I'm holding back. Now I'm just going to hear you just because I don't want to talk about it. If you're 16 years old and yeah. we haven't had that conversation, I think I failed as a parent, whether you're ready for it or not. Regardless, though, the conversation's already been had, you know what I'm saying, with YouTube, with how we sexualize But, I, but the thing. difference is I haven't had that conversation with you. Well, who fault is that? The child, because so, you know, you're saying that they're not right. opening it up and they're not ready, but if they're looking at it on YouTube, they have right. got to be ready. I think a lot of people get it out of curiosity. Let me say this, Rashad. I don't, I don't, I don't think you should that force. Kid's got kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think. Hold you... on, which way? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> so, you did. I guess you the cat. <laughs> So let me say this. I think that there are uncomfortable conversations that need to be had. Uh, I think also you should kind of like step or tread lightly into those conversations. Like if you want to have that conversation about sex with your child and the child seems a little apprehensive, I would at least say a couple things. Me like, okay, so I know you're not really that comfortable with this. So I'm going to let this go for now. But these are things that we need to talk about and just keep trying to bridge that particular gap because you know, this is one of the reasons why, you know, we can't have sex ed in the schools because parents are like, well, I want to be the person to talk to my child about that. I don't need someone else to talk about it. Well, you're not going to have it. Somebody's got to do it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, those conversations need to be had. And they need to be had in a way where it's understandable, relatable, 
and you know with low pressure. So you know there are sometimes you do need to kind of push it a little bit. I do agree with you. You don't need to yeah. force people into those conversations, mm-hmm. but sometimes those conversations need to be pushed a little bit. Because I can say, in, like in my family, you know, my mama is the more progressive aunt that's gonna right. have <laughs> those conversations. And my aunts, you know, although they crazy said when it comes to some of the stuff like that, they're more reserved than my mom when it relates to sex. So when any of the like when my cousin got somebody pregnant in high school, he came and asked my mom first what right. he needed to do. You know, all those kind of little I'm thinking about having sex or I had sex and you know, those conversations came to my mama. Right. And I can answer that because she was Openly more now, she ain't gonna just be nasty. I love the older she gets, <laughs> it ain't out of her wheelhouse. I mean, but like for me, you know, we had conversations as growing up, and then right. sitting at the table, I just remember clear as day, Is you fucking? <laughs> you know, so she could, I guess, ask that question because right. we had the other conversations leading up to it. So, hey, are you doing it yet? Yeah, your mom would have had that conversation if she hadn't had it. <laughs> That's just the type of woman that your mother is. So you know it is what it is. But uh, yeah, but those those but but you, and the reason why I I brought this up in the terms of trust when I was in high school, one of my friends um, prom night, uh, mama told her, uh, well she asked her mom, well what time I need to be home prom night? Oh child, it's your prom night. You stay out as long as you want to. So she comes in at six o'clock in the morning. When I tell you she got that ass whooped, like there was, that was no like a setup right there. That was a setup. Like yeah. I can't believe you even fell for that, right. you know, because you know, really, she did not mean all night long. But for me, you ain't saying, yeah, you can. right? You for, didn't for me, it was a betrayal of trust You're because right. she asked you and you told her, "Don't worry about the time." You're right. You know, so I have a my, one of my cousins. This was her, her. I didn't really get a lot of trouble in high school because I was scared of my parents. But my cousin Sharita, Sharita, mama then would give her a curfew, set a curfew at 10 o'clock. So it's 10.15. In Sharita's mind, well, I'm going to get in trouble anyway. I will stay out later. Now, I would have never thought about that. But her, in her mind, I'm going to get in trouble anyway. So if I'm going to get in trouble at 10.15, I might as well make this man a Midnight. You know, so I could, I could see that. But, you know, with that, Though that was just you trying to mediate your punishment. Whereas mm-hmm. with my other friend, that her mother betrayed her trust for me. Mm-hmm. Because you told me to not worry about it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't worry about it. And then I come and get melee when I get home. <laughs> and on a smaller scale, where, you know, your parent, your kid tells you something and, you know, they tell you in confidence and we get to something like Thanksgiving. Right. And your auntie asking you about it. You be like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so then they not gonna tell you nothing. Yeah, nothing just told. I see. I don't know who else you told. Right. But you know, so and that's just just an example of a simple way to break trust and not get told nothing else. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's, it's just one of those things where we have to be mindful. And but you know what? But even though, like, go back to the uh, the the conversation we had with our moms. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you you said it that you that cousin who added you to your mom. You know, something I'm just gonna have to say something about. Yeah, and but the thing about it was, and and I can appreciate, although my cousin said something to my mom, my mom would never said anything to yeah. me about that conversation. But that's trust. That's trust. <laughs> that's <laughs> trust in its most basic form. So. And she can't keep nothing. Who your mom? <laughs> you hear that, Marilyn? 
I just want you to know he's talking about you. She already knows what I mean. <laughs> look, so, okay, that's going to take us back to another break. And we will catch y'all on the other side of this break. This episode of Same Crap Different Day is sponsored by AIDS Alabama. AIDS Alabama is now doing free in-home HIV testing. That's right. That's your house. Right. If you can't come to us, we'll come to you. Uh, A lot of people don't like coming into places to get tested. We will come to your house and test you there and give you your results. In your car. Or the park. Wherever you want to meet us, we'll meet you there. At the beauty shop. (laughs) (laughs) You you want to get tested, you can give us a call at 205-918-8184. That's 205-918-8184. That's awesome. Don't call myself. Yeah, okay, so we are back. Uh, thank you again for listening to our podcast. Uh, we appreciate y'all. We do appreciate y'all. Thanks to everybody who's listening to us in all these foreign countries that don't ever really say anything. We're getting a lot of. Do y'all even speak English over there? Do y'all even know what we say? I do that. I speak English. I was asking. Yeah, most, most people speak English in other countries, though. I would Because, you know, we, we feel like everybody needs to know American, because I'm not going to call it English, but we feel like everybody needs to know American. But, but you know, when you go to other countries, like they're a little bit more cultured than we are. Well, their street signs and everything, they have the basically the national language, and then they, underneath it is English underneath it. But he'll know. <laughs> so our, to- our top countries are the Netherlands, United Kingdom, Canada, Mexico, Turkey, Sweden, and Spain. Like, those are people who listen to us all the time, which I just think is weird. But anyway. I'm trying to come to Spain, y'all. But if you are listening, please write us a review. Uh, You can write us a review on SoundCloud. You can write us a review on iTunes. We're now on Spotify. Like, I love it when I go to Spotify and put our names in and it comes up. I feel like we done did something. (laughs) But anyway, write a review. Let us know what you think. And uh, send us some letters if you have some questions. You can uh, send us uh, an email. Right. Well, I mean, you know, they can send a they can send an email to same crap different day two four seven at gmail. At gmail. We may read it on air or on the internet or the interwebs. <laughs> so there, what you got? What you got? What you got? All right. So you know, I have my Facebook time, and I come across some wonderful videos, nuggets, and tidbits every now and again. Uh-huh. And I came across this um, lady. Her name is Crazy Marlo. Oh, Crazy Marlo. Yeah, M-A-R-C-R-A-D-Y-M-A-R-O. And she has a message for parents of little girls, especially abusive little girls. So I want we're going to take a second to listen to it, and then we're going to talk about it a little bit. I think it's very important that y'all teach y'all daughters to keep their hands off of boys. Okay? You don't get a free pass to hit a boy because he's taught not to hit women. If you keep putting your hands on my son, sweetheart, I'm going to tell him to knock the estrogen out your ass. Okay, understand me? Because you're going to talk to your mama didn't do no good. Talk to you didn't do no good. So the next time you put your fucking hands on him and he knocks the damn estrogen out your body, it's a girl. Y'all, I wish y'all could see the look on this lady's face. She is And when she said, look, girl, I felt it. That yeah. is the girl. Right. She, she is pissed the whole fuck off. <laughs> but I say that all the time, even like it, just every day, I see little boyfriends and girlfriends and the girls slapping the boy across the face and punching them. And they like, you know, move if it happened the other way around, you know, we want to put him underneath the jail. So let's go back to the beginning. 
So okay. I don't think that anybody should put their hands on anyone yeah. ever. You know, I, I think that, you know, for all for what all this is done, the misogyny that exists in this world, the one good thing that I can say about misogyny is the fact that it should have well, oh that's overreach. <laughs> um, like when you think about gender roles, I mean it's a it's a well, you know, known thought that they say men should not hit women. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I will take that further and say that people shouldn't hit people. Like there's no reason for you to put your hands on me. Mm-hmm. Now, I might have to defend myself and throw these hands and put my hands on you if you step out of line. But there is no reason for me to put my hands on you. And I think because of the abuse that mostly that more women disproportionately uh are affected by the men, you know, I think that's a good thought process for me and not to put the hands on women. But however, in the words of my grandma, how be ever, I've always been a proponent of women, keep your hands to your damn stuff too. Because you don't get a pass from me because you're, you're a female or a girl. That, that doesn't work. No, no. I think there are a lot more, there are a whole lot of men that are abused in relationships and all of all kinds. But, you know, it's just that pride and that other kind of, yeah. idea, you know, because somebody going to laugh at you. Yeah. If you do not, you know, if, if she busting me upside the head with a frying pan and I call the police, Y'all ain't gonna say nothing about her busting um, me upside the head. I'm gonna ask what she did, what she was doing for her to hit you with that private. And, <laughs> and, and, and being gay in there, then you got a whole another dynamic. So, oh uh, yeah, you got you got all kinds of labels that put on you because you didn't say she crazy. But but that's why I, I say that people shouldn't hit people. Now I think that lady is absolutely right, especially if they're hitting him in a way that makes them feel uncomfortable. You know, keep your hands off, folks. Like, how hard is it to keep your hands to yourself? Too hard for some people. Well, that's, but that's and, it's just the number of young people that think it's okay, you know. And I, oh. I know from elementary school, I, and I, I tell it every time I see you, Elder Class Union, Lizzie Gaston in elementary school was mean as hell. And she would pinch you and push you. And do all kinds of things, but if you did anything back to her, especially you as a boy, you was gonna get in trouble. And she wasn't yeah, that's gonna wrong. happen to her. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's and wrong. So, you know, and so you are kind of ingrained as you grow up to they gonna get away with it. So you know, let it happen. I, again, I just don't think that anybody should put their hands on yeah. some people. <laughs> but the responses from women on the uh, like to me most of the time comments. <laughs> on videos and stuff, I'm funnier than the actual videos. There were so many women that there was a lot of them saying, you know, they had a daughter and the daughter fight for, you know, with the uh, son and the son and the other way around. But the biggest consensus from the women was like, you know, I ain't for hitting nobody, keep your hands to yourself, but sometimes you just gotta shake her. Just grab her and shake her. And one lady was like, I just got shook before, and that was the last time. <laughs> I, but you know, so so the other problem with this, and Rashad, this is, <clears throat> I guess it's all about generation, but in particular your generation. I remember a couple of years ago, uh, this is where I started working for Ace Alabama. We, Bobby and I were part of a guest panel at Let's Talk. Mm-hmm. I think this was like when, right when we first started getting to know y'all. But we were um, <clears throat> the 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 hub or the elite center was at another place, and we were part of a, a panel that had three 
couples. There was an older couple, which was us, and there were uh, two other younger couples. Yeah. And they talked about their relationship and the amount of violence that goes on in their relationship. But hold on. This is what got me, though. Like, in listening to them, I was like, yo, what? Like, what? Like, you hit them with a bottle. Like, like, what? And and y'all do this, like, every day? Like, for them, violence has been normalized. And I think, unfortunately, in a lot of younger relationships and situations, especially when people, you know, when you think, look at the social determinants of health, the people who live in, in, in desperate situations, I think that uh, I think that they don't have the coping skills needed right. to be in relationships. And I think that um, that because of that, they think that that's okay. Not to mention these reality shows that y'all love watching. Not even reality shows. The reality of their life. Well, yeah, that too. Now I just saw my mama and daddy throwing down in the front of the project. So, but <laughs> then like all they smoking the blind in the house. Right. Right. You also got to remember the mental abuse that happens first. I think it, it you get to the point where my I know my generation we, we do Joan. Now, y'all know what Joan is, right? We're we gross, invented the world. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. people yeah. Joan like, Y'all didn't make that up. Oh yeah, I know. I just want to make sure y'all y'all I just want to make sure everybody's gonna work. My ass was <laughs> but now y'all but, make stuff but, up. But what I realized <laughs> is, is that not being able to handle what's being dissed out to you, you're gonna react by by fighting. But and they don't it. have words yeah, to say what it is. What it, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't tell you. You hurt my feelings, or you know, but you know, but you know, that goes back to you know being able to communicate people and knowing which boundaries you can cross and which ones you can't. Right. And there, you know, you probably gonna disagree with me on this because we disagree on stuff all the time. But my my whole thing is, I can call my mama fat. You can't call my mama fat. You yeah. call my mama fat. We gonna we gonna we gonna fight. Yeah, we agree because if your mama fat, she just fat. You know, I got a better one. It's almost like Tony. If you call Derek a queen, I'm not gonna sit up here and say Derek, you're a queen. I'm not gonna. You know, I know my boundary. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm, not, I'm just gonna shake hands up. I ain't gonna say nothing. Be but you know you're, but but you're you're a good you you are a wonderful ally and I love that about you because you know what you can and what you can't right. do. It goes back to that conversation we had about straight women who come up to you like, well, girl, like bitch, you don't know me like that. Yeah, you did not know me like that, <laughs> so don't call me no girl. Now some of y'all that's listening, we understand that you have, you get so comfortable in those conversations. Stop it. I <laughs> no. What's sad is I have done it myself. And I'm having the conversation that would normally have with a female with now a girl. Oh Lord, I didn't mean to call you, you know, because yeah. I'm so like, certain times I can give you a pass when you just really <laughs> into that conversation that you wouldn't normally be having with the guy. But don't you think sometimes it's like people are like trying to patronize you, like now there are those moments when you have those, you know, Self-proclaimed I'm a bag hat. Right. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm so cool that I can say girl I mean, and I can say sissy. And I mean, it's that. just like though that white, per- white person that grew up around black people that feel like they, you know, yeah. have the some of the rights and privileges. You that... do not. <laughs> you absolutely do not. But what I'm just saying, it's kind of like, you know, the same thing. Hey, I'm a bag hag. I know what they do. I know what they say. So I can do it and say it with them. But yeah, no. Yeah, I hate that whole generalization that, you know, Speaking of generalization, if you see me with my coworkers, stay out of my inbox. Stop sending me friend requests. 
I'm a straight man and love everybody for me. Get out of my friend request. The game is thirsty. Nah. That don't mean they trying to. Uh, yes, they do. Hell. Come on. Man, don't, that don't. is not what that means. Right, I can show you messages now. When I all love. Hell, damn this. And yeah. I ain't even trying to be funny, but it's just like it makes it harder to actually see you for who you are. Well, they and, I guess they're shooting their shot. Well, that shot is not going in. And we made it. But, but, why? but why? But why? But let me say Even Tony has said maybe. Look, because, but, because. Wait, wait, wait. Because. Because. They have found out with a lot of self proclaimed straight men. Right. What you said. In front of all those people, it's not necessarily what you're going to say if I go into your inbox. So they're going to shoot that shot because about 80% of the time, they even got somewhere with that shot. Cuss them out. Right, I'm just, and and, they, and they guess what? The they going to nope, nope. no, take out. it and move on because it ain't the first time it's happened. Cuss them all out. I, I'm not gay. And then they're gonna try to come. This is the other thing though, what the killing me is once once he says he's not gay, then they're gonna come. Well, I want to try to out you with bitch. Yeah, we have not, absolutely yeah. we have absolutely nothing in common. Like I don't know why you my even barber about. has that problem. Like my cause, you know, my barber cuts a lot of gay guys' hair, but he right. cuts a lot of church people. And because he cut a lot of gay guys' hair, you know, some people you know, although he's married and he got children or whatever, they just feel like he get down because he cut a lot of gay guys' hair. Now that's, he just that's, that's like a that. stupid part of me, man, because now you're missing out on who people really are. Oh, yeah. Now you know he, that's, they do it to themselves, too. That's crazy. When he, they, he they sent me a message, do you know who this is? Well, I'm in the club today, yeah, ass out. That's how it is. And then it was the one I told them was safe. Then that they got an ass pick. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh. Because, like I said, I, from listening to those children talk down there, what they get, the response they get out of the inbox is different than the response they get. But, out of the but, but there, I mean, like, I mean, like, I'm, again, I'm not gonna bring up bring up too much of my whole bag of it from the day. But I mean, I have slept with a number of guys who were married or said they were straight. I know we'll forget this is a true story. I was working at Riches at Brookwood Village. I was the um the men's fragrance counter manager, and this guy came up, and um, you know him too. I'll tell you who it is after this. <laughs> She got used. <laughs> but um, this guy came up and he looked like I knew this guy named Anthony Bitten who went to West End. And he looked like a, a aged version of Anthony. So when he came up and I wasn't trying to flirt or anything, I was like, "Do you have a son named Anthony Bitten?" I was like, "Cause you like you could be his father." And he thought it was funny because at that time he was probably like, younger. Than, I was like twenty something, so he probably was, like in his forties. He said, "Um." Uh, he pulled his wife over. He said, I must be getting old because this young man just told me I like to be one of his friend's dads. And I was like, I didn't mean no harm. He was like, nah, I don't, I, my name isn't Bitten. And he went on about it. He thought it was funny. Well, a couple of weeks later, he came back by himself. And, uh, oh, my God, this was terrible. So he came back by himself. And he came up to the counter. He, I sold me in fragrances, but he wanted something over in the polo department. He was like, uh, could you help me um, find some in the polo department? I'm like, sure. So he's like, I think I want that shirt. So I had to go get down on my knees to to get the shirt that was under the table. When I tell you this man, Dick was hard in the Chinese dripping tick, and he was kind of like standing where it was obvious that he was trying to show it to me. I was like, oh. (laughs) 
No. I did take them down through there a couple times after that. But my point is, there are people, I understand what you're saying. I understand what they're saying. There are people that do that. But usually they're going to make the first move on you. You know, and, and Rashad had made the first move on anybody. These children desperate. These no, children are I, desperate. I got a question. I mean, I got a question, but, I, you know, I love NPR. So they had this uh, little segment where um, teenagers and 20-year-olds right now are not having as much sex as the generation before. You should. And Traditional sex, or I did not have sex with that woman's sex. So, <laughs> this is their reason. Now, the people, they still having sex, but to the degree and extent, they are not. And this was their reason thing behind it was a lot of them are using, instead of going out and meeting people out right. and doing whatever, you're using apps and the websites and the tenders and all those other kinds of things. And what's happening is people are missing out on sexual encounters because most of the people are reaching out or trying to get connections with out people of their area. that are considered, not out of their area, but out of their league. Like, if you're considered to be a 40 on the scale of 100, you're reaching out to somebody that might be a 60 or a 75. And it happens on every level. So, nobody's um, getting the... Uh, you know, who, right, who, right, right, right. happening. And I thought that was a little interesting. It is interesting, but it also depends on where you are. Yeah. Because I remember being in Atlanta a few years ago, and uh, this dude, you know, we, we hooked up. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit of a slip. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but you know, I'm like, so what, he, where your boyfriend at? And he was like, I ain't got no boyfriend. I mean, but you talk, nice looking guy. And when, when I went through all the reasons why he should have a boyfriend, he was like, Bro, this Atlanta. And I was like, shit. Because at that moment, I realized he may have been a Birmingham 10, mm-hmm. but he was a four and a half in Atlanta. But what's crazy is it is difficult for attractive people it is. to get into a real relationship. Yeah. Attractive people in a... In a like using apps. In general. Because there are so many reasons why people feel like you should not. Be you saying, you just like, like you say that about yourself all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so before I got into relationship enough, uh, I was on. We ain't talked about that either. I was a, I was a, I was a Tinder Casanova. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was on Tinder for one thing only. You just do what I gotta do. And hold on. And and that's it. You know, get going. Something wrong with me. I got to figure out how to. Um... <laughs> so I mean, so I understand. <laughs> I agree with you to a certain respect. Well, the amount of sex has decreased, but then I also kind of don't agree because you know, not trying to brag or anything, but I was undefeated on Twitter attended. Meet you on so, Monday, sleeping with you Tuesday. So there Next, is there is a difference. There is a difference between indiscriminate sex. Well, it, you know, you just want to have sex. It, does, it doesn't matter yeah. with whom. So detailed. Right. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, some people don't right. have it. It's alive and it's warm, you know. They're going to go for it. And then, <laughs> nah, sure and then on your end, Rashad, you know, someone like you, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have to be on Tinder. Right. You know, not that I think you are that attractive or anything, but you can go out there. I'm no, you can go out there on the, on the parking lot and say, hey, yeah. can we go? Yeah, not the gays are inboxing. I mean, that's what I'm saying. So. <laughs> Y'all think you shit funny. And by all means, man, I ain't, but I love everybody. 
Nah, I'm friends. The gays be doing too but, much. You yeah, can say it. That's all I'm saying. People do I'm saying the gays be doing a whole lot. But anyway, are you growling? <laughs> but 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 I think I think the I think I think I think the problem is. Uh, but going back to what we were talking about before we got sidetracked with this uh, Tinder discussion, because Rashad, mommy, you used to always say that when you were dating, when you were out, you know, dating, that girls would always be like, well, why are you single? Yeah, like, or like, why are you single? And people yeah. do that. And I think it is harder for nice looking people to find that person because then people look at you superficially, you know, whatever yeah. your physical attributes are. Like, you must be high maintenance. Right. But you are high maintenance. I am not. Dude. You need a, a warranty. You so high, man. You need an extended warranty. That's why you're single. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> hey friend, it's okay, Twan. Are you stuck in your teeth? You like, I know, right? But anyway, you know you're high maintenance. Anybody who know Derek knows. I don't have time. We got on this show. We're about to, we're about to close out. Because <laughs> we're about to roll out. <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, yeah, you high maintenance. <laughs> But anyway, uh, so I think that's about to close us out. <clears throat> um, this show should be posted before Thanksgiving. I might even post it tonight. But uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Um, holidays. This is the holiday season. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. This is the holiday season. Uh, a lot of times, people, uh, for whatever reason, don't have family to spend holidays with. Uh, create your family. Don't sit at home by yourself. Um, you know, feeling depressed, feeling alone, feeling lonely. If you open your mouth and let someone know that you're in need or you need some help or companionship, um, somebody will do it. I just, I just don't, I just believe that people are a lot better than we give them credit for. If you live in the Birmingham area and don't have family to spend Thanksgiving with, um, especially if you're LGBTQ, we will take straight people too. But especially if you're a member of our community, uh, we are serving Thanksgiving dinner Thursday uh, at the Hub at. Two o'clock. The address is twenty-two seventeen, Sixth Avenue South, right across from Iron City, and right next to Nelson Glass. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of uh, traditional Thanksgiving fair, some music, a little fun, uh, just a place for you to come by and just have a good time. Uh, there's no charge. We just want you to be there and get full and eat these groceries. But if you are in another city, you know, Google Thanksgiving, Google some of the organizations. Somebody's doing something. Um, if you get to the point where you just can't deal with it, you know, there's always the crisis center. Uh, everybody has a crisis center or a suicide prevention hotline. Um, there is no reason to, um, to go through this alone. Um, and I just want people to know that if by chance you are, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a situation, the uh, National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. They also have an online chat feature, but try to try to cobble out a family, um, you know, if your family's a bunch of assholes. Blood is thicker than water. Yeah. That means the blood of the covenant. Not your family. Uh-huh. Thicker yeah. than the water of the womb. <laughs> Ooh. Those families that you create. Right. Or those bonds that you create are thicker than those that, you know, are already there. But yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Um, we need to do something on the history of Thanksgiving because I was thinking about Thanksgiving. We pretend That's like so depressing. I know we, we go Thanksgiving like it's such a good holiday, but this is when we came yeah, on fuck yeah. these folks out they land. But you know that's one of those things. That, I mean, know, it is what it is. That in Columbus Day. Like the it, y'all did it like the N word. You reclaimed it and made it for something you wanted. <laughs> that's another show. 
That's another show. So, uh, any parting words? I'm finna um, slap the hell out of you when it's over. Whatever, bring it. You can catch these hands. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. They, uh, they, they, they win million. <laughs> I mean, what you got, Rashad? But nah, I mean, it's always a blast. Like I said, y'all continue to tune in, and we will see y'all next week. Well, y'all will hear us next week. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, we got you. You've been slow all day. It's hot. You can do it next week. All right. Uh, I know you should. Be we already know what you got to say. Yeah. See, Derek was dancing. Yeah, it was all at a party. Derek was dancing. Derek is a dancer. Yeah, I ain't realized that. Yeah. Child. You don't know my story. <laughs> but the way you put it like that, I don't even want to know. I ain't you even mean it like that. See, y'all know how to make this ass over there. Y'all know. Get your old chain. Anyway. All right, well, y'all, if you haven't been cuffed yet during the holiday season, it's a little Tis too late. Tis the season, huh? It's a little too late. They'll be back with you after Christmas. Tis the season. But they be good at it. All right, so we out. Uh, peace. <laughs> 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 I was going to say that shit too much. <laughs>